Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher, Legislative Director of the Federation. With me today is Debbie Heisey, our events coordinator. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you. It's so good to be here with you today, Debbie, under these interesting circumstances. So welcome to the show. Thank you. First of all, Debbie, how did you become involved in the pro-life movement? Um, I, I was kind of always involved, I guess, in a way. My, I was brought up in a family and a church that uh, believed in the sanctity of human life and um, was always taught um, how special we all are to God. And um, then as I got older and my own faith developed, I, it became even more real to me. Um, I love the verse um, in Psalm, verses in Psalm, Psalm 139, 13 to 14. For you created me, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And so I've always believed um, in that everyone has been created uh, by God and for a purpose. And um, it's funny, I, I got married um, and was working in a hotel for about a year and a half and found the job just um, was a little overwhelming. And I, I eventually left the hotel and I was praying that God would lead me to uh, a new job, new career. And um, a friend of ours from college told me that he saw an advertisement in his bulletin about a job opening at the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. And um, I inquired and um, started in January of 1999 as uh, a donations processor. And um, I've been there ever since. And my job has kind of changed over the years, but... (laughs) with the, the Federation and, the, and helping where I can with the pro-life movement. That's wonderful, Debbie. Now, to what do you attribute your longevity in the pro-life movement? Um, because abortion still exists, <laughs> and I um, plan to help where I can in whatever way I can until we see the overturn of, of Roe v. Wade. Um, and I mean, there's always going to be those I think who will be fighting, even even when Roe v. Wade gets overturned. I think there will still be forces out there um, to battle. But um, <laughs> as long as abortion and euthanasia and infanticide still exist, um, I'm going to be around <laughs> to help where I can. And you've been such a tremendous asset to us over the years, and and it is a a lifelong call that that people get to the pro-life movement. I'm convinced. I know in my own life I was uh, happy as a journalist, and I thought that that's where God was leading me, and I thought that I could be happy in that for the rest of my life. But then I received my own call within a call to become involved in the pro-life movement, and actually, uh, my call took place at an Irish dancing festival in the Catskills, of all places, um, when I heard a clergyman talk about the pro-life movement in such 
poignant terms. And I thought to myself, well, I've been involved in the pro-life movement, but I really need to get more involved. And I could have never envisioned being involved as I am as a legislative director, but that's where God has led me. And I think that it's remarkable how you see different people and how they came into the pro-life movement and then their staying power, how they're able to stay, um, despite the many, many challenges that are involved. They keep going, and they keep going because they're going on behalf of those precious preborn children, the frail elderly, and people with disabilities. They want to preserve those lives. Now, Debbie, you and your daughter have the distinction of having met a president. What was that experience like? That was so exciting. Back in um, 2002, uh, my daughter Joy and I, Joy was about five months old at that time, um, we were able to uh, see President George W. Bush in Harrisburg. He came to the airport in Middletown to speak, and um, we were able to go with a group of um, our coworkers from the Federation to hear him speak. And uh, um, somehow we were able to make our way towards the front and um, we ended up standing kind of on a platform with some local high school cheerleaders that were there. And uh, he came in, um, kind of motioned to us that he'd be back, but went, went and spoke. And then after he was done speaking, he came around to greet everyone and stopped right at us and actually took joy and uh held her for a little bit he um he held her up in the air and the funny thing is my husband who was teaching at harrisburg christian school at the time was there with students and he all of a sudden saw our daughter kind of up in the air and uh, (laughs) was able to be like hey that's my baby and um so he he was there to experience it as well but um it was it was just a very special moment um never expected anything like that before, but um, it was it was really neat. <laughs> and that picture, that beautiful picture of the president with your daughter, Joy, was emblazoned on our periodic newspaper, Lifeline, for all yes. the world to see. It was amazing. <laughs> yes, I must say, when, when it was apparent that he was going to be coming around to, to say hello to us, there was this wall of <laughs> cameras. Uh, just opposite to us. That was a little overwhelming, but it was it was really neat, and it was fun to see to see joy in in the papers. <laughs> now, what changes have you seen in the pro life movement over the years? I was thinking about that the other day, and I, I you know, the uh, people who have been in the movement for a very long time, um, you know, they're they're getting older, and but it. It's encouraging to me that now I'm seeing, we're seeing new young people getting involved. And um, so it kind of, it, it's really neat to see how over the years it's, it's become, you know, it spans the ages, the people involved in the pro-life movement. And um, I think, you know, there will, there will always be women who will be deceived into thinking um, that, the, the baby inside of them is just a clump of cells, but it's it's encouraging that now we have so much technology and ultrasounds have come so far that um, I think more and more women are realizing 
that it really is a baby and that's their baby. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, that message spreads even more um, today than it did early on in the movement. And it just occurred to me, Debbie, do you recall when you saw the ultrasounds of, of your children? Yes. Oh, my goodness. My very first ultrasound, Joy, was so tiny. But because um, uh, I, I was having um, some complications at first, and I went in very early on. Um, but just hearing and seeing her little heartbeat was um, overwhelming. And uh, I just uh, couldn't imagine life um, without my my kiddos. <laughs> And uh, I, I just feel truly blessed. And, and that moment, yes, getting to see them on, on the ultrasound um, was amazing, absolutely amazing. And I remember when I saw the ultrasound of my daughter, it actually showed her playing with her toes, <laughs> which was incredible. And it meant so much to me because she became real to me in that moment of seeing yes. the ultrasound. Yes. And, and I could really identify with her and that that precious bond was formed between the mother and child. And it's a bond that can never be broken. Now, as our chief events planner, you have been involved in some awesome conventions. Is there any convention that stands out for you? Um, the, there are a few. The, the very first convention um, that I helped coordinate was my first year on the job in 1999. I um, I don't even remember who our main speaker was. I know we had a whole bunch of really great speakers. But what was neat for me is it was the first time I'd ever even been to a convention like that. And it was so encouraging just seeing all those pro-life people coming together for a weekend um, to learn and to encourage each other. So 1999 stands out to me. Also, um, the year... um, in 2005, um, when we were in Valley Forge for our convention, um, that was the year my son was born, Robbie. And um, I just, it hit me. I, I work for such a wonderful organization. Um, I was able to bring my baby along basically to work with me. And that was just neat and memorable uh, to have my little one there. And I was still able to do my job. Not many, you know, there are women who aren't able to do that. And that was just a blessing for me to be able to have my own child with me um, at that convention. But um, the the other convention that stands out to me is in 2007 when we were in um, Green Tree, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. Gianna Jensen was our um, keynote speaker. And um, I just appreciate her story so much. And so that, that convention stands out to me. Um, there There's memories from all of them, but those are the three that I think stand out the most to me. And when you were talking about having your son along for the convention, I remember those convention meetings when you had Robbie there in your arms. <laughs> and it reminded us, every time we met, of, of what we were fighting for, right. for those precious babies. And it was certainly a blessing to have him there. And it was wonderful to see the two of you together. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget those moments. They were very precious. You're listening to Lifelines, the radio program of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher. With me today is Debbie Heisey, Special Events Coordinator for the Federation. Debbie, you have also been involved in planning our wonderful banquets. 
Which was the most memorable banquet for you? There are two banquets that stand out the most to me. Um, In 2008, we had Michael Clancy, a photographer, come and speak. Um, He took a very famous picture, I believe, of a child named Samuel, who was um, undergoing surgery inside the womb and had reached out his little hand and grasped the surgeon's uh, finger. And just hearing um, Michael's story was uh, amazing, and it was it was a, a wonderful banquet. Um, the other banquet that stands out to me um, was in 2018. We had Ann McElhaney, um, filmmaker, come and speak. Um, she was uh, involved in, in the making of the Gosnell movie. And um, part of what stands out for that banquet is <laughs> the fact that she – she was uh, delayed and, and showed up kind of last minute, and it's one of a, a, an event planner's like worst nightmare is that <laughs> won't, won't arrive in time. Um, there's a little bit of panic that sets in, but um, God is good, and she arrived in time and actually was amazing. Uh, she came in, just said, "Give me like." five minutes and then I'm ready to go. And we were already thinking she wasn't going to be able to speak to some of our donors or greet, have time to really greet people. But she jumped in and met with people and just was so gracious and um, was an amazing speaker that night. Um, Just telling her story, you know, she wasn't really involved with the pro-life movement to my knowledge prior to this, making of this movie and finding out um, information about uh, the horrors in Philadelphia and just hearing her story and how it affected her and her husband um, was just amazing. And I I love and appreciate those kind of stories and how um, people can get on fire then to help and use like, you know, she, she was a known filmmaker and it's nice that we, um, have people in the movement that um, can help in that way. So I, I appreciated her um, that that evening very much. Yeah, she was a wonderful speaker. And if anybody ever has a chance to see her in person, she's a real dynamo. And, yeah. and you're going to be treated to a wonderful, wonderful presentation. Now, this past year, we were honored to have Fox News Sensation's Diamond and Silk as our speakers. How were you able to secure them? Well, I found um, on a website online that there was a way to just put in a request to uh, see if they they would be able to speak. And um, my my request went through to... um, their coordinator, assistant, I'm not even really sure what her title is, but um, Tressie called me, and we were able to connect, and yes, it was wonderful um, that we were able to work things out and have them come to, to speak. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was amazing. <laughs> they put on quite a show, let me tell you, and if you've ever seen them on Fox News, you know how dynamic they are. And they were dynamic that night at the banquet. Um, they were just on fire. And they truly presented the life issue in a really entertaining and engaging manner. 
and it was one for the ages. I know it was one of our most popular banquets, and I can see why, because (laughs) those women are just phenomenal, and I really recommend them highly for any event. I mean, you will not be disappointed in Diamond and Silk. Yes. We've had former presidential candidate and U.S. Senator Rick Santorum as our banquet speaker as well. What was he like? Oh, so nice and gracious. I I must say both he and his wife, Karen, I um, have enjoyed over the years working with and meeting. Um, two of the sweetest people that <laughs> um, we've been blessed to associate with. Um, just very kind, and to hear their story, um, um, learning about their daughter, daughter Bella, uh, who has... Uh, Trisomy 18, I mean, just amazing, um, amazing people of faith. And, um, no, it, it was wonderful working with them, um, both him as a speaker. And then um, there was a, uh, one of our banquets. Um, they received um, an award from us and, and well-deserved, very well-deserved. And I recall Senator Santorum's speeches. Um, he appeared at our banquet twice. Um, once in Pittsburgh and once in Harrisburg. And they were really electrifying presentations. If you ever get a chance to hear Senator Santorum speak, I mean, please take advantage of it, because I think he's one of the best pro-life speakers of our time. I really do. There's something about him that's, that's very engaging and very convincing and very persuasive. And he speaks from the heart, which is always good. Yes, definitely. Now, we've also had Martin Luther King's niece, Alveda King, as a keynote speaker. Was it inspiring to host a civil rights legend? Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> um, because, yes, she's, she's not only the niece of, you know, a legend, but she's a legend herself. Just um, what she's been able to do and accomplish over the years. And, yes, um, uh, working with her and then having her come and speak at our banquet was so inspiring and um, appreciated her coming coming to our event very, very much. Uh, she was amazing. I know that when I saw Vita King, I just thought of all the history involved. Yeah. I mean, you, you have the whole history of the civil rights movement right there in her personage. And she is on fire for life. And she does not compromise her message. She is very forceful and strong in her message. And she truly believes that the pro-life movement is the civil rights movement of our time. And she speaks with authority because her family was so involved in the civil rights movement of the 1960s. We identify the civil rights movement with her family. And that epic struggle continues today in the lives of those pro-lifers who take on this tremendous task of restoring legal protection for pre-born children. And I have to say, Alveda King is one of my heroes, and I think I even said it that night. I just think that she's a truly remarkable individual. Now, I understand, Debbie, you have a special connection to the family of banquet speaker Ryan Baumberger of the Radiance Foundation. What is that connection? Yes, his wife, Bethany um, Bomberger, and I graduated from high school together in Connecticut. We graduated from Christian Heritage School together, 
And then we also both attended Messiah College uh, together. So it's it was pretty neat the year um, that we connected with him to be our speaker because I was able to reconnect with, with Bethany again and um, just see where our lives have taken us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> and actually, Bethany has written a new book, which some of our listeners may be familiar with. It's a children's book called Pro-Life Kids. And it puts the pro-life movement into terms that little children can understand. And I think, you know, having had a daughter, I wish that this book had been around when she was very little, because I think she could have benefited from it. And I'm sure you think the same with with your children, that we wish that we had had a resource like that around when our children were small. But, But now people have it, and they can take advantage of that. And people may not be familiar with Ryan Baumberger, but he is one of the stellar lights of the pro-life movement now. Um, He's a younger speaker. Um, He has a wonderful story about having been um, adopted as a child and then growing up to become an adoptive father. And so he's really lived the pro-life walk. And I think that's what's so inspiring about him. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yes. Totally. Um, he is. He he was also one of the most inspiring speakers we've had for an a bank for a banquet. Um, his family story um, so encouraging. So yes, I agree. Yes. And who would be on your wish list for banquet speakers? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but who would be on your wish list? <laughs> well, um, I would love <laughs> love 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 if um, we could have either President Trump or Vice President Pence come and speak. I know those are really big dreams, but um, uh, President Trump has been so helpful with um, pro-life during his term in office, so I would love for him to come. Um, I have heard Vice President Pence speak um, just last year at my nephew's graduation from Taylor University. He was the speaker, and I was able to hear him speak, and um, he's just such a, a strong um, man of faith, and I just think he would be an excellent speaker for our our group for our banquets. Um, I've also been learning about more more about um, a lady named Kathy Barnett uh, mm-hmm. recently. Been hearing more about her and reading more about her, and I just think her her story is fascinating. So she's kind of on a list of people I would love to actually hear speak in person as well. (laughs) And I'm going to add a couple of my own favorites. One would be Patricia Heaton, the actress Mm -hmm. who was on Everybody Loves Raymond. And she is very outspoken in her pro-life conviction. And um, she's quite a a marvel, I think. And I I think that people would really enjoy hearing her speak about the pro-life movement. And I I also think that... um, People would be inspired by Mike Huckabee, um, the uh, former governor of Arkansas. I think that uh, he is a wonderful treasure for the pro-life movement, and, and I'd love to see him at one of our banquets. And, and who knows in the future who we may have. Um, it's always a mystery <laughs> when we begin the year. And then um, we're always pleasantly surprised at the speaker that we are able to secure. So. Um, keep that wish list handy because we never know right. when we're well, going we're, to get one of those speakers. And we're never disappointed. You know, we no. always, always manage to, to have someone come that really it's, it's who is supposed to be there at the time. And so I look forward to, 
to it every year, seeing who, who we're going to get. <laughs> Debbie, do you think it's true that if one person is involved in the pro-life movement, the entire family tends to get involved? Um, yes, I think so. I mean, um, I know for my own family, like my, my husband and my children are very supportive of um, my work with the Federation and what what's going on. And um, I'm always encouraged when I hear that my children have, have stood up in some way at school or with their friends um, and said something um, supportive of the message of life. And I think it, it's, it is contagious. Um, if you are in, in the pro-life movement, um, your family can't help but <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of come along, come alongside with you in, in the, in your efforts. Um, so yes, I would agree with that. And I think that there's no better feeling in the world than when your children follow you in the footsteps into the pro-life movement. I think that that's awesome. And, and your children have done that. And, and that's a credit to you, Debbie, and to your husband, Andy, for instilling those pro-life values in them at a very young age. I mean, yep. Rob, Robbie and Joy certainly got it from the very beginning as babies. Yep. So that was <laughs> remarkable. Well, and they, they were surrounded by it every time I brought them in the office. Right, and, right. And, and they got to meet meet everyone, you know, um, and hear, hear stories. And it's important. It's very important for children to hear at an early age um, that, that they're, they were created special and everyone is, and it, it is a life inside the womb. And um, mm-hmm. they need to hear that from the start. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, do you look forward to the day when Roe versus Wade is overturned? Oh, uh, I, I, so look forward to that day. Um, it, I, I feel overwhelmed just thinking about it. But it, yes, I pray that that day comes and comes soon. Um, that children will be protected again, and um, that a, a woman's womb wouldn't be such a battleground. It shouldn't be. It should be a protected place. And um, so, yes. I look forward to that day so much. Yeah, you you say it in, in such uh, wonderful terms, that, that idea of the battleground, because really and truly the woman's womb should be the safest place for a baby, yes. absolutely <laughs> safest place. And yet we see where um, that's not the case, unfortunately, in our time, although we have made great strides. I mean, we see where the abortion rate in Pennsylvania is – much lower than it was at one point. I mean, the abortion rate was cut in half in Pennsylvania because of the Abortion Control Act. And we see where nationally the abortion rate has tumbled. So we are making gains, but every abortion is the taking of an innocent human life. Every abortion is a tragedy. And we will not rest until all of those abortions do not take place again. Mm-hmm. And Debbie, finally, if people want to know more about our special events, how can they contact you? Well, the first place I would direct them is our website at um, paprolife.org if they would like to get any information about upcoming events. But if they would uh, like to contact me directly with any questions, they can reach me at heisey, H-E-I-S-E-Y, at p 
ntaprolife.org. That's my own uh, email. If you would have any questions, please feel free to, to get in touch with me. I'd be happy to answer them.